Welcome to the Empowered Life. I'm your friend, Ern Inyon. This podcast aims to inspire you to create the life that you want to live. If you are not yet a subscriber, be sure to subscribe and get notified when a new episode is posted. Now let's go on with the show. The second type of positive regard is conditional positive regard. This happens when a child feels valued, appreciated, or loved only when he does something his parents or other people view it to be correct. Now wait a minute, isn't that we as parents should only be giving unconditional positive regard to our kids? So why are we putting conditions now? I must admit that as a parent, I am guilty of this. I believe, ironic and ironically, this stems from our instinct to love and protect. Love can be a double-edged sword. You know, as parents, we want the best for our children. We want them to live a full life. However, we often get a completely opposite result. Now, allow me to break this down in three points. The first, the first point is protect but don't overprotect. We love our kids and we keep them away from harm as much as possible, right? Kids can be can can be reckless if you set them free. You know, my kid would run down the stairs in full speed when he was 2 and my blood pressure would shoot up thinking he might trip and smack his head on the floor. We say a lot of no's and don'ts. Don't eat that, don't run fast, don't go there, don't watch that. You know, it is understandable. However, sometimes in our eagerness to protect them, we overprotect. So what does it mean to overprotect? Overprotection means when we as parents seek to shelter our children from physical, mental, and emotional pain. In our desire to ensure our kids become successful, we create the path for them and remove the barriers that will give them pain. We know there is no success without pain. If you just hand out success to your kids, they will never learn the process of achieving success. And if you just hand out success, it is, not, it is actually not a success. It is a failure because there was no succession that happened. This is precisely what the third generation curse means. In Chinese, they say family wealth only lasts for three generations. The first generation makes the money, the second generation spends it, and the third see none of the wealth. So how to, how to help family wealth last for generations is, is a topic of another episode. Careful planning and execution, more importantly, principles need to be very clear and understood in your family. When I was in third year high school, I was already knowledgeable at playing basketball. So I tried out for the varsity team and got accepted. You know, when I got the news, I was so excited to go home to tell my mom. When I finally got home, I rushed to her and said, Ma, I got accepted in the family in, in the varsity team. But instead of being excited too, do you know what mama said? Wag na earn, baka mapilayan ka. Earn, don't play. You might break your leg. That's what she said. 
Sometimes I find myself doing the same thing to Ethan, to my son Ethan. What overprotection means to the child is that you are telling your child that he can't do it. That he can't cope when something bad happens to him. Now to you, the, the parent, the underlying message why we say that is because we can't handle if something bad happens to our kid. When my mama said, I can't play, what she actually meant was she can't handle if I get injured. That explains why my brothers and I had nannies when we were toddlers. When you overprotect, you cripple your child. I know a lot of young people who are very talented but zero life skills. If you are in this predicament, you were overprotected by your parents. As parents, we are fond of telling our kids that we will always be there for them. But the fact is, we won't be there every time. Your child needs to make decisions on their own. You can't make all the decisions for them. Yes, you make decisions for them when they were toddlers. But there is an expiry date to that. There are so many people I know who are in their 30s, 40s, or even 50s. Who leave, the, who leave the decision-making to their parents. Have the courage to make your own decisions. You will make wrong decisions in life. You don't expect to make all of them to be right. But that is part of the learning process. If you don't make mis- decisions, there is no learning. If there is no learning, there is no growth. If there is no growth, you are not living. The second point is when to guide and to teach. As parents, we need to know when to guide and when to teach. First, what is the difference? To guide is to lead. So for example, a traveler knows where he wants to go but doesn't know exactly what road to take. That is where a guide comes comes in handy. To teach is to impart knowledge. My wife Wang is a teacher. When, when our son Ethan was two, my wife did a lot of teaching, especially how to read, how to count, how to write. Now that my son, now that our son is, is seven, he can read stories and his comprehension is very impressive. Now in that regard, Wang now teaches less and guides more. Why guides more? Because Ethan has access to the internet. As early as now, we are building our son's confidence to make decisions. One time he was playing Roblox because his cousin Maddie introduced him to the game. The game is not yet appropriate for his age. So my wife told him about the consequences and after hearing it, he made the decision to delete the game in his iPad. After deleting it, he went on to play with his other toys. Our tendency is to teach what is right and what is wrong according to what we know. Now, we need to remember that no matter how much we know, it is only a speck compared to what we don't know. Our knowledge is limited to the experiences we have in life. I am amazed by my son Ethan on how he solves problems. You know, he is into clay modeling and drawing. 
one time he was trying to figure out how his clay models would stand. So do you know what he did? No, he, he went to YouTube and typed in how to make clay model clay model stand. For me that's genius. Amazing. First he did not give up. The second he knew what he wanted. And he knew where to get help. You know, after a few clips, his clay models were standing. He is way ahead of me when I was seven in terms of knowledge. His vocabulary is so rich, speaks fluent English, and he learns very fast. We must also understand that what works before may not necessarily work in today's time. The Bible, for instance, was written thousands of years and been interpreted a thousand ways. But the interpretation that is most relevant to you was the interpretation of your parents or whoever that stood as the authority figure to you when you were growing up. Many of us don't even bother to dispute on those interpretations because we think it is the Bible. And by disputing, we think it is a sin. I will give you an example. You know, before I didn't have a good relationship with money. I thought money will make you evil. Uh, so I just needed money enough for my needs and beyond that I don't want it and so where did I get that belief well from priests and from from my parents two authority figures I look up to when I was young so I thought it was right until I learned that it is not that alone I had to undo a lot of patterns in my mind to really change it I think many people do not dispute beliefs because they don't want to be outcast. If you believe differently from your parents, your spouse, your family, it doesn't mean you don't love them. We need to be mature enough to respect other people's beliefs. The third one is we dream for our kids. Every decent parent has dreams for their children. We have our own picture of success for them. We dream for our kids to be doctors, engineer, lawyer. Yesterday, my nephew Maddie asked his mom, "Mom, are you a typical Asian mom?" And what's the Asian? What's the typical Asian mom? His mom said, "Typical Asian moms uh, expects their kids to be doctors, nurses, architects." And the kid need to follow it. I I want to be an entrepreneur, mom. And his mom said, So go, be an entrepreneur. We will support you. Then Maddie said, Okay, so you're not a typical Asian mom. <laughs> it's, a, it's an interesting exchange. And my nephew Maddie is right. And I experienced that. You know, as parents, what do we do? We try to convince our kids, influence them to become what we dream for them. I dream for my son to become an engineer, an athlete, and an artist. Although this is based on his aptitude so far. Ethan is very athletic. He loves to draw and do clay modeling, as I've mentioned earlier, and loves creating things. Many, many parents during my time would, would dream for their kids to become doctors. I think every family should have one. So, when our kids do not follow us because they have their dreams on the, of their own, 
what do we do? We get frustrated and we don't support them sometimes. You know, many parents I know are having a hard time on this issue, especially if we think there is no money in there. Well, monetization is another story and I believe you can always create a system to monetize your passion. As good as our intentions are, it can be stifling to our children. We need to remember that it is their life to live, not ours. If your child sees himself as a computer engineer and not as a doctor or, or a lawyer that you wanted, you need to respect that. I think it becomes tough if what your child wants is just to watch movies and waste waste time doing nothing. When this happens, don't you don't ex- insist your dream, but try to understand why your child wants to waste his time. Maybe he is afraid of making goals because he is afraid to fail you. So help him craft goals. Um help him to aspire and work on his dreams tell him that failure is part of the process of working on your dreams just allow him to live so these are the three points i believe that makes our children see our love as conditional these are crucial points that we need to understand as parents because it affects our kids self-worth thank you so much for listening friends Please rate and review this podcast and share it to your friends. Until next time, blessings always.